so here we are, Christmas Eve 2020. The end of a year, a pandemic, political strife, so on, so forth. Um, now we've come to what has historically been the most joyous time of the year. And I say it still is. It might be said that in light of all that's going on around us, some of the obvious should be iterated. And I've been told I'm the king of obvious. So, so here we go. From about November 1st, when the Hallmark movies start, through the end of December, we are inundated with how to create the perfect day. And that's what I've titled this as like the perfect Christmas. Watch most movies and the plot seem to revolve around the creation of the perfect, magical Christmas day. One of my favorites is National Lampoon's A Christmas Vacation. Um, yeah, I know, I know it's a little irreverent, but um, it's the classic tale of a family man who is trying to create, in his own words, a good old-fashioned family Christmas. Pitfall after pitfall, catastrophe after catastrophe. Anybody relate? I can't. It, it happens every year. When all seems lost, and at the end, it comes together somewhat. And Clark's final line in the whole movie is what? I did it. After all of that, he said, I did it. Even as kids growing up, we put a lot of emphasis on this day. I can remember as a kid, man, I couldn't wait for Christmas morning to see what was on my little side of the couch. I have two brothers and a sister, so we all had our little area. So I couldn't wait to see what was on my side of the couch. And if you come to my house today, there's still some of those things in my house that I've kept over the years. But the buildup and excitement was just, man, it was just so cool. And if you're of my generation, one of the coolest days of the whole year was when the Sears and Roebuck wish list catalog came out. Man, that thing was filled with toys and the pages will get torn and marked up and by Thanksgiving you couldn't read it. So it's a lot of anticipation built up. But sadly sometimes the holidays create stress, anxiety and angst and sometimes even dread. So how do you have or create or have a perfect Christmas? I was talking with my wife the other day. She said, what's on your mind? And, I, and three words were on my mind. Uh, of what I was going to talk about. And what is Christmas? And three words, the three words that came to mind were occasion, celebration, and event. An occasion is a particular time and instance of an event, a special or noteworthy event, ceremony, or celebration, a suitable or opportune time for doing something. That's an occasion. A celebration is the, act, the action of marking one's pleasure at an important event or an occasion by engaging in enjoy, enjoyable, typically social activity 
But what is an event? An event is a thing that happens, especially one of importance. A planned or public or social occasion, that's an event. Anybody that knows me knows I love sunsets. Um, I consider that an event that happens every day. The clouds, the changing colors, and the the sunlight bouncing off of those clouds seem to change every minute and give you a different display every day. Recently, we're all mesmerized by the alignment of Saturn and Jupiter into what um, a lot of people call the Bethlehem Star. And that hadn't occurred since 1226. That was an event. Christmas is the event that the same God of sunsets, the Bethlehem star, sent us. He chose through the expanse of time on that night, so many years ago, to fulfill his plan of redemption of humanity. In human history, in human words, it changed everything. That moment in time, our way to the Father was set in place. My way, your way, our way through Jesus. It's amazing. So in a year that so many of our traditions can happen, when things, things, things seem a little out of whack, let us use this occasion to celebrate the event that changed the world. That in Christ, the, that in Christ, that is the perfect Christmas. Wherever we are, however we remember, that as corny as it sounds sometimes, Jesus is the reason. The perfect reason. One of my favorite scriptures is Philippians 2. Not necessarily a Christmas uh, scripture, but Philippians 2. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy, being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who... Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him that is above his name, that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and in earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father.
I got, uh, I'd like to end with two hymns that I found written by Martin Luther. This one doesn't have a date on it, but it gives us a clear understanding of God's plan for our salvation. In these verses, we see how God gave birth through the Virgin Mary to Jesus Christ. Clearly, this is the story of the Christian church. It's called Dear Christians, One and All Rejoice. Dear Christian, one and all rejoice with exultation springing and with united heart and voice and holy rapture singing. Proclaim the wonders God hath done, how his right arm the victory won, rightly dearly it hath cost him. Fast bound in Satan's chains I lay, death brooded darkly o'er me. Sin was my torment night and day, and sin my mother bore me. Yea, deep, deep, and deeper I still fell. Life had become a living hell, so firmly sin possessed me. My own good works availed me not, no merit they attaining. Free all against God's judgments fought, dead to all remaining. My fears increased till sheer despair left naught but death be my share. The pangs of hell I suffered. But God beheld my wretched state before the world's foundation, and mindful of his mercies great, he planned my soul's salvation. A father's heart he turned to me, sought my redemption fervently. He gave his dearest treasure. He spoke to his beloved son, "'Tis time to have compassion. Then go, bright jewel of my crown, and bring to man's salvation. From sin and sorrow set him free. Slay bitter death for him, that he may live with thee forever. The son obeyed his father's will, was born of virgin mother, and God's good pleasure to fulfill. He came to be my brother. No garb of pomp or power he wore, a servant's form like mine he bore to lead the devil captive. And there, there's another one. This one's written in uh, 1535, and it's uh, said to have been his personal hymn on his Christmas Eve family celebration. And it has 15 stanzas. I'm not going to read 15 stanzas. I'm going to read the last three. Ah, dearest Jesus, holy child, make thee a bed soft, undefiled, within my heart that it may be a quiet chamber kept for thee. My heart very joy doth leap, my lips no more can silence keep. I too must sing with joyful tongue the sweetest ancient cradle song. Glory to God in the highest, unto us his Son hath given while angels sing with pious mirth a glad new year on all the earth.